0: Aloha mai kaku. fresh Pacific stories, that's what this is all about here. Noe Tanigawa, so glad you're here, because you're going to love the people we got. We're starting with a foundational thinker and organizer from the center of the Pacific, Hawaii. Her passing in 2021 left an absence in our civic life and in our hearts Honani K. Trask was a Hawaiian leader, an intellectual, an organizer, and a poet. She's a featured artist in the Hawaii Triennial 2022, HT22, at the Honolulu Museum of Art. In that collaboration, Trask provides commentary for Ed Grevy's explosive photographs of wrenching land access and identity struggles in Hawaii through the 1970s. In 1993, with the publication of her book, From a Native Daughter, Colonialism and Sovereignty in Hawaii, Trask stoked a conceptual evolution for Hawaiians and non-Hawaiians alike, not that it was a pleasant process. I am not soft, I am not sweet, and I do not want any more tourists in Hawaii, Trask said. In her provocative book and in public appearances, she attacked abuse of Native Hawaiian rights and other injustices. Here now, an example of how many at work. In 1990, she appeared on the Island Issues program available on YouTube. It was hosted by Robert Rees. We have another call waiting. Hello. Go ahead. What's your question, please? Uh, my question concerns, you know, you claim it on the white man about on how uh, we came over and take your land. I don't understand when the Japanese are coming over and they're buying it, and that's okay. I, I don't, I don't see see what this is about about the Howleys coming over. You come over to our country, and and buy a ball land too. You know it works both ways. I, I don't, I don't see how you can have this rallies and everything against the white man. This is America, you know.
1: Let me I mean, just say something to this call. This is not America. This is Polynesia. Our country was stolen. That's one of your problems. You're ignorant, woefully ignorant. Um, I do. I am... I am very active against Japanese ownership of our land. I have testified repeatedly at various commissions and at at the legislature in opposition to any foreigner owning Hawaiian land. But you, caller, need to learn about Hawaiian history and about where you are. And that attitude that you have is the same attitude that Joey Carter has. You think you are in America. You are not in America. You are in a colony that is in Polynesia that was forcibly taken, just as, I might add, all of Eastern Europe was forcibly taken by the Soviet Union, which Americans think is a very, very bad place, the bad, bad Soviet Union. Well, the bad, bad United States of America took Puerto Rico, it took Alaska, it stole Indian land, it took Hawaii, it took Guam, it took Micronesia, Balao, and you had better learn that history because you are the recipient of an imperialist tradition.
0: How nani K. Trask was respected worldwide for her steadfast commitment to Kanaka Maoli that is, native people's rights. Her fearlessness and incisive intellect helped form what's become the native Hawaiian sovereignty movement. I and others owe Haunani Trask a debt of gratitude. Her fierce countenance could dissolve into the broadest smile, and it can be a revelation to discover her poetry. In her collection, Night is a Sharkskin Drum, Trask uses Hawaiian poetic techniques to immerse us in her world. She invokes natural imagery to intimate and sensual effect. Your sea blue
2: eyes, the shallows and reef of Waimanalo, an underwater morning of caves filled with cool
3: lava, and little sparkling fish.
2: Where is the elegant light, intimate finger of lovers? Where is the breast of sea, tender, dark perfection? Where is the crevice of rose? Pleasure's infinite sun. Where is woman's desire? Moonlit eternity. The mist of my heart travels to Waimanalo. Embracing there the salt of the sea. Two
0: kauai birds entwine their long tails secretly. Kainani <laughs> kahang reading from Night is a Sharkskin Skin Drum by Haunanike Trask. A respected composer, singer, and educator, Kainani embraces Haunanike's fierceness and follows it deeper. It's rooted in love, love for this place, recognized through sensuality. In this song, or Mele, Kainani shows how music nurtures our connection with the land. Waipunale crystallizes impressions of a place on the east coast of Hawaii Island.
3: Ege <laughs>
2: You know, Waipunale is my favorite song. I do believe I had some spiritual intervention in the creation of the Mele. The thing that drew me to the inspiration was the actual name Waipunale. I've lived here in Hilo a little over 20 years. I've always been attracted to the name Waipunalei, but I never really knew like, where it was along the Hamakua coast. Um, where is it? <laughs> it's, it's right next to La Pahoihoi, Hoi, but there's no signage along the highway, and before you know it, you're you're out of Waipunalei. Over the years, I've met people who have been raised there or who have worked around the area. As I researched a little bit more about Waipunalei, what happened? What's some historical and cultural significance? One of the things was our Moolelo, our story of Umi Ali who was one of the most beloved kings and one of the most revered genealogical lines of Hawaii. At one point in his life, he was in exile and he lived undercover in Waipunalei. And you know, in our mo'olelo, our ali'i are of the best physique, of the best spiritual power, of the best forms of beauty. And so I imagined someone of this stature to be someone that I would want to have lived around. And I had imagined what it could have been as one of the the lovers of this ali'i. The forest. It's known for its forests, the bird catchers, that's where they would go harvest their birds so that they could pluck several feathers from each bird to create the regalia. Hundreds of thousands of feathers and all the skill required to make these signs of royalty. How do I bring it into modern times and look at how you know we might want to choose our partner and what are the good qualities we would um, look for.
3: you are talking about a place,
0: the history of a place, transposing that into a personage that we can have a relationship with. And so you're cultivating, you're trying to make us feel something (laughs)
2: Personal. <laughs> like fresh love, like fresh <laughs> and creating melee for today, documenting our experiences for today. We can still definitely draw upon the romances of yesteryear, and um, try to bring in the energy, the information, the wisdom.
0: I see I- people trying to bring in the content, you know, the knowledge, maybe the history but to really be able to touch the emotional connection. That's what's so Uh good about your music. I am trying to um, reach deep
2: within um, so that our children know how how to connect, how to connect with our land, how to connect with our history. Through music, the vessel of Mele, that is one of the most convenient and um, opportune ways to show my daughters what a good relation would look like. I have preteen and teenagers, so how to give them songs that they can learn well
0: and know what they should want. <laughs> Does this song somehow have you know guidelines for choosing a really steadfast and, and responsible Kame? Partner? Yes,
2: and I wouldn't write a song about anything less. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Another thing that is important about this mele is that it takes place in the forest. And no matter where your lovings take place, in Hawaiian imagery, the forest represents the place where your best lovings happen. And it's usually portrayed through the birds, the moisture of the forest, the water features, the ferns. The chorus goes ano Relations are so good that you have you have become elated and now you can rest. you have had such a good experience It's time to relax and enjoy the feeling, yeah. And so I I want to promote the healthiness of it. In Hawaiian imagery and Hawaiian poetry, it is nothing of shame. It is nothing derogatory. It is actually to promote health,
0: well-being. You're saying that sexual enjoyment is a good measure of health.
2: Yes. So I wanted to create more Mele that promote the joy, promote the, the healthiness of good sexual relations, of good romantic relations, and inspire more dancers, more singers to sing this song out loud. And it is appropriate to be teaching the young people, for the children to be singing this out loud. In Hawaiian music and through Hawaiian poetry, there are many songs that the children can be singing about, you know, more adult content, but it's provided in a way that as they grow and they have their life experiences, they can learn a little bit more. The world
0: opens, opens up, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: In, in the, my, my day job, teaching Hawaiian, teaching Hawaiian music at UH Hilo, at Kahakaula o Ke'eliko Lani Hawaiian Language College. I mean, I want to show my students, I want to show my community Like, I'm invested, I'm in here for the long haul, trying to get more Hawaiian music into the ears of Hawaii, into the ears of our youth, and to show my generation that we can do it, but we have to do it well, as far as the language and the poetry are concerned, and we'll bring integrity to the front line of Hawaiian music.
0: And before that, the work of Haunani K. Trask. Mahalo for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Noe, and next up, Beatriz Santiago Munoz of San Juan. She's taking us on a big-hearted tour of her city and reflecting on connections between Puerto Rico and Hawaii. There are many. Podcasts drop on Tuesdays and Fridays.
1: Catch you back here for more of Fresh Pacific.